2: And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I am Ali Siegel. I
0: am Melissa Stettin. And I, producer Maria.
2: Wow. Look at all these Gorgina patrons we have. So... Many. Some of them, Ooh. I think, are my friends. Like this first. Well, you list them off first, and then I'll I'll say oh, who well, I think I know. Then you tell
0: me which one you know, and then Dexter. I'll tell you which one I
2: know. <laughs> yes, Dexter. I've known Dexter since like maybe early college, high school. He's great. Hi, Dexter. Amy. I don't think so. Richard. I don't think so. Christina. Unless it's Aguilera, I don't think so. Unless yeah, Angela. <laughs> no. Natalie, spelled with a G. No, but I hate gnats, and I have a lot of them in my house right now. Well,
0: good Natalie. <laughs> Alexis? Good Natalie.
2: I do know an Alexis. I wonder if it's my Alexis. If it is, hello, lover. Candace. don't know any Candices. Marie? I do know some Maries. And another Angela. Two Angelas. I hope one of them is from 90 Day Fiance. Hi, guys. Welcome to <laughs> the team. Let's say this part early today just for fun. Webcrawlers has a Patreon if you want access to bonus episodes, video episodes, shout outs like we just did, some merch discounts, uh, Bigfoot erotica, some cool interviews coming up soon. Like, for example, uh, with the writers of the horror movie The Nighthouse. Oh, Melissa yeah. and I have to get on that. Uh well and I want to interview some psychics as well who I know and ask them how they honed their craft and how they do what they do. Please join our Patreon, uh Patreon.com slash Patreon webquallas. Patreon.com slash qualas. You can donate as little as $2 a month. So easy, or it's like $24 a year. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews on our mailbags. And of course, please keep calling our hotline, insert jingle.
1: Here, six two six six zero oh four six two six two.
2: Now, I am so excited for our episode today. Me too. We've touched on it a little bit in the past when we've done scams, pyramid schemes. Yeah, I think like two
0: years ago, maybe. Like, God. we did a we did a celebrities and pyramid schemes, and we
2: like mentioned this briefly, but. Briefly. I can't believe you've been doing this podcast for that long. There's a new documentary. (laughs) It's horrible. There's a new documentary on Amazon Prime called Lula Rich, and it is all about the MLM pyramid scheme Lula Row. It's a must see if you haven't watched it yet. Good run. It's funny. I wish there were more than four
0: episodes. I could watch 10 episodes of this shit. Where
2: is it? Where can people see it? Amazon Prime. It's the only time that I wish a documentary was longer. I
0: know. Normally, they're too long. Normally, it's like five
2: episodes. What do I need five? And I'm like, I need more. I need need 30. I need 30. Each subset of an episode, they'll say one sentence. And I'm like, that could be an entire episode. Yeah. But apparently, they're doing a scripted series
0: Ooh. on Lula Row, which will be
2: fantastic as well. And I'm excited for That's that awesome. should it turn up. Anyways, our episode today is on the rise and demise of the legging company, Lula Ro. So buckle up. This story involves leggings, shady trips to Tijuana for plastic surgery, <laughs> Mormonism, uh-huh. Katy Perry. Weed farms, and Uh various lawsuits. Let's Let's get get into into it. it. All right. Who owns Lula Rowe? It's founded by Deanne Brady and her second husband, Mark Stidham, who met on an airplane. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Which is an insane way to meet someone, in my opinion. Uh, Uh Deanne (laughs) noted that she was on standby, ended up getting a ticket for the flight, sat next to Mark, been married ever since. They have 14 children. They're Mormon. They're Mormon. They have 14 children. Not all of them are biological. This is from Yahoo. So seven of the kids come from Deanne's first marriage to this guy, Kenneth Brady. Then Mark and Deanne have Kenny, Amelia, Nicole, and Jordan. Then they adopted Alexandru, Michael, and Daniela from Romania in the 1990s. Right. Then Mark also has four children from his first wife. Oh, yeah. So that That's like a triple Brady Bunch. Yeah. Deanne and Mark adopted two brothers who were abandoned at age six and seven, plus another girl named Anna. Now, the craziest part... <laughs> Is that Anna later married Deanne's adopted son, Michael? Yeah. So they have 14 kids, and two of the adopted kids ended up marrying each other.
0: That's gross. You can't it's, do that.
2: It's weird. They're not biological siblings, no. but they were raised as siblings in the same house. It's like and they Marcia ended up marrying each other.
0: Marcia Brady marrying Greg.
2: Exactly. Which didn't they have a fling or something?
0: Oh, no, it was Greg and the mom.
2: Oh my God! What?
0: Yeah, they a had a watched No, they in real life or on the yes, show? Yes, in real life. Oh, okay, not that's on the show, <laughs> Allie. Yeah, no. that Brady Bunch season where where Greg and Mrs. Brady get together.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I didn't watch. You don't know. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I didn't see. It. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see it.
2: I missed a few eps. Anyways, they are Mormons. Of course. They, they are. think they're living for the end of days. They believe in self-sufficiency, which I read is that they're Republicans. At one point in a LuLaRoe talk at a convention, the dad, who's CEO, compares himself to Joseph Smith, who is the creator of Mormonism. They founded LuLaRoe in 2012. They're based in Corona Del Mar. Deanne's family is from Provo, Utah, which is where the scary Paris Hilton School is. Yep. A lot of weird things coming out of Provo. Mm-hmm. I think that that family, that other Mormon family who sells the newborn dolls, also is from Provo, if I'm correct.
0: Yep. yep. Deanne a lot of Mormons. was
2: a lot of Mormons. Deanne was raised in Pasadena. She's one of 10 children. And get this, she's a twin.
0: Oh, that explains a lot.
2: It explains a lot. She's Deanne and her her twin sister is Diane. Oh, that's right. Deanne and Diane. Deanne and Diane. Deanne and Diane. Her parents made them dress up the same. They were cheerleaders. They always dressed alike. And Deanne's maiden name, her original last name, is Startup, as in a that's company a, startup. That's such a crazy name to have. So weird. So she said her mom always would encourage her, like your last name is startup, you can be an entrepreneur, you can do anything you want. It's written in the stars, huh? It's like my vet, my parents' vet. His last name is Growlick. <laughs> it's sometimes you're just destined for something. Yeah. As a kid, DM's mom got three thousand dollars from a job. She went to the bank, asked for it in $5 bills, and threw it at her kids' faces from the top of the stairs to symbolize that they could do anything they put their minds to. Which doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense.
0: What does giving them money have to do with working hard and they can put anything? It doesn't make sense. She
2: made it rain on her kids. Yeah. She (sighs) made it rain nepotism and inheritance on her kids for inspiration, When they were little and they all went out to ice cream. A bizarre (laughs) one of the many bizarre stories that Deanne tells Deanne as she grows older. She cares a lot about the appearance of her children when she's married to Mark and she would buy them baby clothes from Rodeo Drive, even though she didn't really have the money for it. It was a very pretty woman moment. Uh. Then one day she's at a swap meet and she realizes you can buy cute clothes for cheap. She has this epiphany moment that not all clothes cost thousands of dollars. (laughs) And she sees these dresses that are $10 each that she usually pays $80 for. I don't know if they're knockoffs or if they just look similar, but she buys all these clothes for kids at the swap meet. And she decides to partner with the guy she's buying them from. She says, if I buy a bunch of these clothes for a low price and I have a party at my house, sell the dresses to my friends and we make a profit. Would you be interested in partnering together? The guy says yes. She has a party at her house. They sell 300 dresses, make a huge profit. And that's how this initially becomes a business for her. So she starts doing four parties a day. I can't do four things in one day no matter what they are. I can't do...
0: (laughs) one party in a week.
2: (laughs) I can't do one party a (laughs) month. I can't take my dogs on four walks a day. I get exhausted. (laughs) I don't know how she's doing four parties a day. Each party is an hour and a half long. She doesn't even do them all in the same place. She goes from Arizona, Utah, and Vegas. Oh my God. And she does this for 27 years. She says she brings home a 40K... 40k profit i can't tell if that was in a day a week or a month she doesn't make that clear
0: i feel like that was like a week maybe it must have been a week making
2: so much money she was racking it in yeah i mean lula is a billion dollar company now but this was in its infancy then one day one of her adult daughters says hey mommy i want a maxi skirt they're so comfortable and so stylish and her mom says i can probably make one for you So she makes a few maxi skirts and she decides to sell them at one of these dress parties and the maxi skirts sell out immediately. Mm -hmm. So then she goes, you know, I don't even need to partner with this dress guy. Why don't I just make maxi skirts and sell them? And then this becomes her new thing. So she starts manufacturing maxi skirts and weird print designs that she finds. She starts working this business with Mark out of her garage, out of her house, doing maxi skirts parties, catering to pregnant women a lot because they're comfortable apparently for pregnant bellies and everyone mm-hmm. loves it. Then it starts to become slowly and surely this weird pyramid scheme type thing. This woman named Brittany Hunter shows up to Deanne's party and goes, hey, I have so many friends who want maxi skirts. I'm going to pick them out a bunch of skirts and then sell it to them. Is that okay?" And Deanne goes, huh, this could be an interesting concept. What if I sell my skirts to people at wholesale and then they sell it to their friends? And this becomes a way to make revenue as well. So this woman, Brittany Hunter, becomes the first Lula Rowe retailer. She buys the skirts for $10. She sells them for $25 at pop-ups at her house to friends. And she becomes the very first employee, quote unquote, of Lula Rowe. And this goes on from here and it becomes their new model where it's not just Deanne selling the clothes. She starts hunting for fans of the product to sell clothes to their friends. Mm -hmm. In 2013, they form Lula Rowe LLC. And I googled, it stands for the names of their three granddaughters, Lucy, Lola, and Monroe. Cool. Sure. Sure. I don't know. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Here's the crazy thing about Lula Row is it costs five thousand dollars to even join as a retailer.
0: They lowered it. Oh. oh really? I went on there yesterday to see if I could. Oh, I sign think it's like four
2: ninety. Oh my yeah. God,
0: Melissa! Oh, I didn't. I didn't because they. The first thing they ask for is your credit card info, and I was like, Oh hell no! Oh my God, to, like that's sign so shady. Up for it.
2: That's so crazy. How much is it now? Do you know? It's it's around five hundred bucks. Like $4. yeah, I think $4.99 they said four ninety nine. But back then it was $5,000 to join as a retailer at least. There were different packages, so the packages went up to 10,000. And for example, the $5,000 package would contain a few different shirts, a few different leggings, some hangers or something. And then the $10,000 packages would include I wonder how many a wider array that is I'm like I how try- much do they sell for they showed it in the dock but i couldn't find it online the different onboarding packages if it's like you pay $5 per legging
0: and sell them for 10 or do they go for 20 i'm not even sure Because the quality is so bad that they can't sell for more than like 30 bucks.
2: Well, that was kind of the discrepancy is I think towards the end, it was a make your own price kind of thing where people were selling them for whatever they could get. Right. You can't choose, and we'll get into this, what pattern you get. Right. So some patterns were hugely in demand. So you could probably mark up the price. That's right. So if during Halloween, you happen to get Halloween patterns, you can mark up the price. But if you get an ugly pattern or one that's, will get into it, a little <laughs> perverse, you could probably only sell it for a few yeah. dollars. LuLaRoe I onboarding packages 2012. Yeah?
0: I don't get like, because I'm looking at their dresses right now. Like, I'd never really, I'd never heard of LuLaRoe. And so they were doing dresses before they got into their leggings thing. What? Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. They're just like cotton dresses. Like, you can get these at Target. Like, I don't understand... Yeah, right. I don't, I don't, I don't understand the patterns because the patterns are so crazy. I'm just wondering, like, what is it that, like, drew women to these? It's I don't really know.
2: I think it was the idea of from the marketing stand or from the retailer standpoint, this idea of sisterhood, girl boss language, working from home. And then right. from the purchase standpoint, I think you're buying from your friends. You're a stay at home mom who's home you see a Facebook Live of your friend or someone in your community selling these leggings. Also, we're not the demographic. I think Lula Roe right. was cool within this stay-at-home mom, probably Christian, Republican, Middle American, yeah. or Mormon demographic. I yeah, think I there like was over, a desire like for that. 40,
0: them. maybe like late 30s to like
2: 50s or 60s. yeah. There, yeah. was a, there was a demo for it. I found the maybe onboarding package.
0: Maybe it was like an easy way to buy clothes too because it was like
2: all like, Yeah, you don't know, you know, have to go to the th- store and to try Like yeah. they fit It's online too. shopping. Yeah, it's online shopping. It was one size. Yeah. Yeah. So the initial package, $5,000. You get a total of 310 pieces. Oh, Wow. But still, they don't tell you. I guess they all have names. It's like the Cassie, the Irma, the Julia. They must have had to come up with so many different names for all these patterns. I I don't know what any of these things are. So I guess it's different patterns or different shapes and cuts. But it goes up to $8,995 and it's 517 pieces. And then you can also do an add-on package cool bizarre (laughs) anyways so a lot of these women wanted to do lula row because they were stuck financially and wanted to make money from home but they didn't even know how to afford this five thousand dollar onboarding package so people would sell not people women would sell their breast milk Uh to hospitals as ways to make money, they made lists of ways that you could make enough money to get the startup. It was take out a loan, take out another yeah, mortgage, people are taking out loans. Ask your friends, Ugh. declare bankruptcy, ask, ask your, your family, ask your grandma <laughs> for money. People were doing have a garage sale and sell all your stuff so that you can afford it. So people were doing anything they could. To do this $5,000 startup. There was also this crazy onboarding list, much like the Raya wait list, where (laughs) even if you wanted to sign up, sometimes you would have to wait up to six months in order to become a retailer. It was so on demand. And also they wanted to make it seem like.
0: Yeah, they did it on purpose. Like, oh, you're joining this exclusive company.
2: For sure. Mm. And you can't pick the patterns. You only pick the sizes that you want. And that was another thing that would come up is sometimes you would get a slew of ugly patterns and they wouldn't sell. Other times you would get the most on-demand patterns and it would be great. There's the selling aspect and then you would get commission for onboarding new retailers. So you might have a pop-up and sell a few thousand dollars of stuff or a few hundred dollars of stuff. Who knows? The real money comes from when you sign people up to be retailers. Yeah, they those bonuses. Those bonuses, and they are under you. And that's where the pyramid comes in.
0: And that's where they make most of the money.
2: And that's where the problem is. So yeah. there's the trainer bonus, and that's when you sign 10 people under you. And that is also when you get the trainer Lula Rowe watch, which I really want to find (laughs) on eBay. (laughs) The next rank is coach. And that's when you have three trainers under you. If you're a coach, that means you have three trainers under you. Each of those trainers has at least 10 people under them. A mentor means you have three coaches underneath you who each have three trainers underneath them who each have 10 Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> each pyramid. have 10, It's a pyramid. It makes a triangle. It's a pyramid scheme. It's a pyramid. It makes a pyramid. It, trust us. It works. <laughs> and the mentors can make up to six-figure bonus checks. Crazy. However, it's obviously only when you're at the top and only when you're in the beginning or the emerging phases yep. of LuLaRoe can you get this kind of money because it's explained... Once you get 13 levels down, that's the entire population of the earth.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work.
2: So <laughs> it doesn't work. You can only sign so many people. Yeah. And for example, if everyone on your street in your small town in Virginia is a Lula Row retailer, yes, your pop-up true. your pop-up shop isn't gonna work. Yeah. So that's when this starts to fizzle, the bubble is going to explode. It starts to happen where there's up to 5,000 people per team, and these coaches are making $45,000 a month in bonuses, $70,000 a month in bonuses, not because they're selling whack-ass leggings. Because they're signing up people. Because they're signing up people. And these coaches even admit, oh, yeah, I forgot to sign up. I forgot to sign Uh, I forgot to sell any leggings this month, but I did sign up 15 people to be retailers, so I made $70,000.
0: Yeah, you don't even have to sell the leggings if you're on the top. Jeez Louise, that's wild. That's really wild.
2: And that is where the difference between an MLM and pyramid scheme comes in, and that's where LuLaRoe got into trouble. MLMs sell a product. So, for example, LuLaRoe in its infancy sold dresses or they sold the maxi skirts. Pyramid schemes focus exclusively or predominantly on recruiting new people for teams, and only the people at the very top ever really make the money. And that's where LuLaRoe started to shift and take away its emphasis from selling the actual clothes to recruitment and these bonuses. And especially because they changed their policies as it came to the clothing and the quality of the clothing. They stopped letting people return the clothing, and they also, the clothing started coming with holes in it. It started arriving wet. It started arriving moldy. Yeah,
0: because they would leave it out in the rain. It was in all these boxes because they had uh, so much demand for these leggings that they didn't even care about quality anymore.
2: Exactly. It became very obvious to everyone that this was just about onboarding and not about the product. Mm -hmm. The first MLMs were Neutralite, Amway. They prey upon, I mean, Tupperware parties. They prey upon stay-at-home moms, people of faith differently abled who Mm -hmm. have to stay at home can't go to work and need some sort of stay-at-home business also this weird girl boss language of oh yeah hey girl your husband might be at work but that doesn't mean you can't do anything and it's just (laughs) creepy and taking advantage of these people and it Honestly, episode one, I was like, I should have gotten in on Lula Row. This, I don't see where it's bad yet. These people are making incredible money. They're buying new cars. They're buying two cars, two cars, (laughs) Chanel bags, houses. Yeah. They're raking in the cash, making millions of dollars a year. But then it's very clear to see how the bubble eventually Mm -hmm. bursts. They do a great job at incentives and trying to get new people into the company. If you sell $12,000 a month, you get invited to this LuLaRoe cruise. (laughs) There was a convention in 2017 at a stadium. I believe it was Angels Stadium and quote unquote, Katy Perry's. (laughs) Deanne in the the documentary cannot pronounce her name. Oh yeah, Katy Perry's. Katy Perry's uh, performed. The convention cost $30 million oh, to put on.
0: That's how much it, I mean, it was huge. It was like a a big arena show. is basically a concert. Yeah, that It makes was sense. a concert
2: between, they said Katy Perry cost $5 million, and oh. there was sound, there was the stadium, concession, security, a $30 million convention. Deanne didn't want Katy Perry because of her song, I Kissed a Girl, oh, right. <laughs> due to Mormonism. <laughs> Also, at one of these conventions, Mark, the CEO, started quoting the Book of Mormon. Oh, yeah. And this is when things get awry because the Lulu Row retailers are like, I'm not Mormon. Why am I attending right. a church service right now? You're in this a is cult. Getting, you're in a, it's cult. a cult. They also would have celebs, huge celebs like Mario <laughs> Lopez host LuLaRoe events, Uh, and it would help recruit these dorky millennials because this demo is single moms, older millennial women who use Facebook and social media, ex-sorority chicks. mm -hmm. I mean, we all have that person who is obsessed with the show Friends or Saved by the Bell and eats that shit up, and they see that there's some basically adult sorority where you get to meet stars you idolize from growing up and they hop on it kelly clark clarkson also played at a lula row event
0: do you know the funniest the funniest thing about the mario lopez oh yeah is that he came in under budget yeah they were surprised at how cheap he was
2: yeah they were like we got mario lopez for next to nothing it was so embarrassing for mario lopez they just drag mario lopez <sighs> Also, I would like yeah, to... The, the if,
0: Kelly Clarkson.
2: <laughs> I want to include the Kelly Clarkson quote. Quote: There's a employee of LuLaRoe who now says he can never listen to Kelly Clarkson again. He's so scarred by his experience at LuLaRoe. And it is so funny. He's just devastated yeah, he can never listen. His favorite
0: song is the duet she did with Jason L. Dean, but he can never listen to it again.
2: We'll, we'll play a clip of the quote. <laughs> we'll, we'll insert it in post. Go through all these
0: hoops to get their money back, and yet they had that to spend on Kelly Clarkson.
2: Honestly, to this day, I will not listen to Kelly Clarkson at all. I am full-on boycott, which is sad because I loved Kelly Clarkson as a singer. I love that duet with Jason Aldean, uh, Don't You Want to Stay. That's one of my all-time favorite songs, and I can't listen to it anymore because of her.
1: To find out if it's right for you.
2: Anyways, Rowe is getting insane growth—twenty-five percent growth month after month. In 2015, they made seventy million. In 2016, they made one point three billion. Oh my! It's God. off the charts. How crazy they're doing! And the demand, each illustrator has to have 100 prints done a day.
0: Oh, yeah. That was crazy how they were, like, finding patterns online and then they had to change it 30% to make it their own.
2: And that's where lawsuits begin to start happening because when they have to do 100 prints a day, they start just copying from Google. You Google owl print on google images and then you kind of just copy paste it onto a lulu row leggings and then eventually you get a civil suit
0: yeah it's like paint by numbers you just fill in the colors in
2: these exactly batteries. this is where things start going awry and then also with this insane growth quality control can't really happen so mm-hmm. the leggings start getting thinner they start being released with holes in them Again, they have to create so much product. They can't hold them all in the warehouse. They're leaving them out in storage containers in the rain. And they become moldy and wet. They still send them out to the retailers. And when the retailers call LuLaRoe, Deanne says, no, you cannot get a refund. Just put them in the freezer and they'll dry and they'll be less stinky. Put
0: them in the freezer? Yes. That doesn't dry stuff. Free freezing something doesn't dry things. I did did actually it actually turn into ice. Yeah, <laughs> they why not leave them out in the sun?
2: <laughs> why put make them, make them in the freezer, girl? I don't know. I, I don't work for Lularoe. <laughs> the craziest thing too is the pressure that Deanne put on the retailers, the women, not only to sell the clothing, but to remain or to keep up the standard of perfection, the the right. Lularoe aesthetic. Deanne's mom had written a book called The Secret Power of Femininity in the 70s, and Deanne would talk about that in LuLaRoe talks, and she would enforce that upon the retailers. She would say to the women and their relationships to their husbands, you don't want to talk to your husband man to man. You don't want to mother him. You don't want to have better ideas. You don't want to admire other men's qualities. Don't have better
0: ideas than your husband.
2: <laughs> Crazy. Also, there's the three magic A's. You have to appreciate, accept, and admire your husband. Women can be powerful, but you have to let your husband be your hero. And she says all these things because she says when you're creating your your own business, there might be a power dynamic that shifts. So you can start off being successful, but eventually you're going to want to shift the power to your husband. And there is this idea of, quote unquote, retire your husband. Oh, right. Make him a stay at home. Make him a stay at home parent. So you create this Lula LuLaRoe business, make it successful. So then your husband will quit his job and do Lula LuLaRoe with you. And the idea was to make your entire family completely dependent on yeah. Lula It's crazy. And Deanne would have private conversations with couples saying your marriage would be better if your husband quit his job and you guys work together. And she would recommend the book, The Proper Care and Feeding of Husbands to women who said that they were having problems at home due to Lula Rowe and the demands. It was a book by Dr. Laura Schlepp. Schlesinger from 2003 books like this are so crazy remind urgently reminds women that to take proper care of their husbands is to ensure themselves the happiness and satisfaction that they deserve women want to be in love get married and live happily ever after yet countless women call Dr. Laura unhappy in their marriages and seemingly at a loss to understand the incredible power they have over their men. To create the kind of home they yearn for. Gross. And it's all it's all about if you please your man, then you'll be pleased at home. Yeah. Additionally, she had very high aesthetic, physical aesthetic. Oh. Yeah. And this is the best part of the documentary. <laughs> it's called the Tijuana Skinnies, and the tale of gastric bypass. So Deanne. Goes to Tijuana and gets gastric bypass surgery and then encourages the other women at Lula Row to. She yeah. loses 70 pounds at I can't remember the name of the place she gets it to, but it's so funny. It's like the obesity clinic or something.
0: Something.
2: She starts a text chain called the Lula Row Tijuana Skinnies. Yes. Where she starts telling all of the other retailers, this is great. If you want, I will drive you to Tijuana and drive you back to get this surgery. It's fantastic. This retailer, Courtney Harwood says, you know what? This sounds interesting. I'm feeling a lot of pressure, but I'm going to get a gastric balloon in Los Angeles instead because I don't really want to go to Tijuana. Then the gastric balloon explodes inside of her and she's hospitalized and Deanne is like, I told you, you should have gone to Tijuana, and I'll drive you there if you want. Ugh. Crazy Ugh. amount of pressure. It's revealed, I read this morning on Twitter, that Deanne's uncle is known as the worst surgeon of all time. Whoa. He did illegal surgeries in Tijuana, and he actually killed a man by unnecessarily <gasps> amputating his leg. What?
0: Yeah, necessarily cut off
2: someone's leg. Exactly. He oh, did no. he did gender reassignment surgeries at a time when they were not fully accepted, which is great, but then he did to Tijuana he moved to Tijuana and started doing them recklessly and harmfully for <sighs> whoever would pay. He's quoted in saying, "I'll do surgery on anyone who will give me a check." And he ended up killing people he was convicted of second degree murder after the death of a 70 year, 79 year old patient in his care oh my god he failed his exam for the american board of plastic surgery also yeah so probably not supposed to be doing gender reassignment of surgery Or any, or to be honest, any kind of surgery in general. So after word gets around to these Tijuana skinnies and all this nonsense with wet clothing, smelly clothing, stinky clothing, the inability to return any merchandise, and this bubble popping with so many retailers that people's sales are going down, period. There is a Facebook group that starts called Lula Rowe Defective Facebook Group. And people start talking about these issues and people start leaving Lula Rowe and quitting. And just like Scientology, if you quit Lula Rowe, apparently you are not allowed to talk to anyone in Lula Rowe anymore. Yeah.
0: That's a huge red flag that they're like, you cannot talk to these people. You cannot, like, that's Scientology. Yes. That's a cult.
2: Also, it reminded me a lot of Nexium, where these women um, are like, yeah. if this person on your team quits, you are not allowed to talk to them anymore and you have to shame them. Yeah. Additionally, I forgot to mention, and we will post these pictures, that in the rush of releasing hundreds of different graphics a day, the graphics started to get bonkers. So they released a print of Eiffel Towers leggings, and the Eiffel Towers is right on the vajayjay, so it looks like a penis popping out. They released a hamburger hot dog print, and the hamburger, again, is right, the hamburger buns are at the vagina, so it looks like (laughs) vagina lips. There's an actual lip legging print, and the lips are right at the vagina. There's a... Like a teacher schoolhouse legging print with little pencils all over it. Again, (laughs) pencil is right at the vagina. So it looks like a small wiener. It just it almost looks intentional. Now, the legal issues start and retailers want to do a class action lawsuit. This is all from Wikipedia. There's a whole big ass section called legal issues, which is never Mm. a good idea. (laughs) <laughs> in early 2017, a class action lawsuit is filed against LuLaRoe by the customers who complain that the point of sale software that they use to charge people is charging sales tax in places where sales tax isn't necessary. So oh, basically, of course they were. Duh. Oops. So basically, Oops. yeah, Oops, Whoopsies. To be fair, i've I've accidentally done that before when I worked retail. Um, when people, for example, I think it's like if you live in Florida, there's no sales tax, or if you're shipping things, sometimes there's not sales tax. Delaware, it's it's confusing. But if you're doing this, and then I quit, and I was like, I can't work the register. This is too confusing for me. <laughs> but have the manager do it. But these people are doing it full time, and it's a Lula row. Hmm. Mm-hmm company policy to always do this sales tax thing these complaints and complaints about the poor quality of the clothing now the better business bureau rates lula roe an f uh-oh you don't want the b you don't want the dreaded f yeah the the triple b gives lula Rowe an f damn now In 2017, there's another class action lawsuit filed in California that Lula is a pyramid scheme. They say that there is misconduct, including unfair business practices, misleading advertising, breaches of contract, because they say you can return things, then you can't, then you can't. Oh, yeah. They switched
0: up the return policy just like
2: overnight. They're like, sorry, can't return stuff. Yeah. And at this point, Lula owes some of these retailers like hundred thousand yeah, dollars worth of returns crazy. and they can't do anything with this product. According to the $1 billion lawsuit, which LuLaRoe was like, no, it's not true. The company allegedly advised its distributors to quote unquote, borrow money, take out credit cards. And some were even asked to sell their breast milk as ways to buy additional inventory. This one's really bad and they don't talk about it in the, in the documentary. In January 2018, the National Down Syndrome Society, a charity that had in the past, I guess, partnered with LuLaRoe, ended their relationship because a top distributor, a retailer, mocked people with mental disabilities during their live stream sale. Oh, no. The Down Syndrome Society said to LuLaRoe, hey, you need to fire this distributor. And LuLaRoe said, no, we just accept their apology. Because this distributor obviously made a lot of money for the company. Uh And LuLaRoe didn't want to sever ties with them. They didn't care about what they did in their live streams. And it shows for a quote unquote religious charity, minded company it shows where their ties were yeah additionally in 2018 they were sold this uh, they were sued this is their big lawsuit by providence industries my dyer for 49 million dollars oh the people who made the leggings this is the company that makes their leggings they lula had not paid their bills for seven months and they said that they were not able to pay their bills. And they disclosed that LuLaRoe was hiding their revenue in different LLCs.
0: Oh, right. They had a list of like, they had like 50 LLCs they created with like at the same time.
2: In 2017, LuLaRoe made 17 LLCs. yeah, And then they've made several more since. To hide their revenue in.
0: Also, Smart.
2: Smart. they were hiding the money in their lavish lifestyle, including cars. Oh, yeah. And, so many cars. So many nice cars. And that's actually how Mark, the CEO, met the head of Providence Industries, is they both had the same German car and they were in a car documentary together. Oh, right. That's right. Insane. So they obviously had plenty of money. They're a billion dollar business who are not paying for any of the leggings and they are fucking over their retailers. They demanded a seizure of all the assets, all the leggings that LuLaRoe had. And in 2019, the Better Business Bureau, totaling a number of 300 complaints and lawsuits against LuLaRoe, gave LuLaRoe an F again. (laughs) <laughs> and double F's double F's <laughs> that's only good if it's a bra size baby LuLaRoe <laughs> then closed its distribution center in Corona and they relocated to South Carolina and they laid off nearly 200 people dang then LuLaRoe decided to sue back Providence seeking one billion dollars in damages I'm s- assuming defamation yeah In 2021, the state of Washington had also sued LuLaRoe for being a pyramid scheme. And LuLaRoe agreed to pay them $4.74 million and they denied any wrongdoing. I guess they settled this out of court and they decided to disclose more of their measures, improve transparency and change their refund policy. Some other weird shit that they're up to now to close. Sam Schultz, who's Deanne's nephew, he was the event coordinator. He was yeah, fired this for guy. <laughs> this, guy. this guy. He was fired for inappropriate behavior with different consultants. He was also the one who hired Katy Perry, et cetera. He would do all the events. Oh, he yeah. tried to scam retailers after they quit into investing in a pot farm. He asked for $30,000 from the different retailers, said that they'd get $90,000 back. And then he would send them a picture of a huge stack of money saying, this is what's waiting for you. One of the retailers did a reverse Google image shirts of the stack of money and then realized that this was just a random stack of money. It was not his money. It was a Google stock image of money like the and first then, thing that pops
0: up when you get yes,
2: money <laughs> it's a stack of money and then it was found out that this pot farm did not ever exist this was another <laughs> yeah. scam so sam schultz diane's nephew who worked for lula after he quit tried to do another scam and he tried to scam the retailers of lula who had defected <sighs> this is stuff that happened now during COVID 19 more shit So there's another pyramid MLM called Paparazzi, and it's a jewelry company. They held a 10-year anniversary celebration in Vegas. I guess it was last month. This just happened. And I guess LuLaRoe had a booth there or also attended, and it became a COVID-19 super spreader event. Of course. In Vegas, you're supposed to wear... Masks inside, but mm-hmm. people did not. Especially for photos, there was no social distancing. As of now, eleven people have died oh who my attended God. who Imagine attended this paparazzi event from going
0: to a pyramid scheme Lula party.
2: Died in the cause of Lula <sighs> Additionally, Lula recently did a cruise to Cancun of course a, can, a cancun super spreader event uh, with no masks no social distancing
0: my favorite lady in the documentary was the black woman who was yeah. like she they were going on a cruise she's like no i don't i'm not gonna go on a cruise with a bunch of crazy old white women are you crazy yeah she's <laughs> like, like, like you I'm, have your fun but I'm yeah, she's like i
2: love white people but uh i'll see you when you're back <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, LuLaRoe is still functioning. You can still buy it. You can still be a retailer.
0: Don't. There's- don't do it. <laughs> we don't suggest st- doing it. What's the statistic that was like 80% of people who sign up for it never make any money from it?
2: The thing about a pyramid scheme is you can only make money if you are a very early yep. adopter. And you can only make money through onboarding tons of other people. It is not about the merchandise and the merchandise yep. is not cute. And then now knowing what we know about the company, no one's going to want to buy LuLaRoe oh, no. or be a part of it. There's other MLMs, pyramid schemes out now that I have friends who are Bond bond's a big one. bond's a big one. There was one called Plexus that was a probiotic drink that I had some friends selling. Mm, yeah. A bunch of weird stuff. And people don't want to believe that it's a pyramid scheme until it bursts. Until you
0: mortgage your home and it's too late.
2: I watched a Vice documentary on Lula LuLaRoe this morning about a woman who now is a DoorDash delivery driver because she lost everything. Yeah. Eventually, all these leggings, she couldn't sell them. They were all defunct. She couldn't get a refund. And now she had to declare bankruptcy and works for Grubhub. Nothing wrong with Grubhub, but she was like making $50,000 a month and now is bankrupt.
0: Yeah. Some people were selling their leggings for like $2. Exactly. Like, I just, somebody give me some (laughs) money. Some, anything, anybody.
2: Anyways, if you ever worked for Lula Rowe, we would love to talk to you. Or if you ever worked for any kind of pyramid scheme or mlm please call in and let us know what it was like what was up melissa where can people reach us you
0: can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com
2: anyways i am Allie katie perry's (laughs) seagull
0: i am melissa can't listen to kelly clarkson anymore (laughs) stettin and I'm producer Cotton Dresses Blasucci.
2: <laughs> Bye. Cool.
0: Bye.
1: An Erio's original.
0: Powered by Acast.